So by the time Monday morning rolled around, I couldn't wait to get started. Kent Mill was in Chadderton, near Oldham, so a good bus ride away. I'd been told to wear a cotton overall, so I think I actually bought that instead of Mum making it. By now, Mum was getting older and her chest was worse, so her days of sewing were sadly behind her. It had a square neck and a little belt that tied at the back. Underneath, I wore a cotton dress because Mum had warned me not to wear anything too warm because it would get hot. On my first day, Mum handed me a case with my dinner in, and I proudly walked to the bus stop, feeling all grown up. But because I wasn't very tall, when I sat down on the seat, my feet didn't even touch the floor. So when I asked the conductor for a return ticket because I was starting work, he just smirked and said, If you can't touch the floor, you won't be going to work. Soon the bus pulled up and I jumped off. I walked down this slip road and suddenly the big long mill came into view. All red brick. It had five floors and looked as long as my street. Oh my goodness, I gulped. But despite the size, I wasn't put off and the knots in my stomach were more excitement than nerves. I just couldn't wait. And when I walked through the railings and inside, it seemed quite tidy and better maintained than the mill I'd been shown around. There didn't seem to be as much dust in the air either. My instructions were to head to the office, which they called the cabin, to meet the boss, who would then put me with someone to show me the ropes. Hello, I said timidly, passing in my card. Ah, yes, we were expecting you today, said the manager. Tall and slim, he was very nice, but to me, of course, he was old. He told me my hours were 7am to 5pm, with an hour for lunch at 12pm and a ten-minute brew break in the morning. Saturday mornings would be 7am to 12pm, and while training, I'd start on two shillings and sixpence, which wasn't too bad, but once I was running my own frame, I'd go on piecework so could make my own wage. After explaining, he asked me to follow him into the winding room. The room was huge, with whitewashed walls and very light. I followed him down the main alley, known as the path, past the machines, which had these huge straps at the end of each one. It was also very noisy in there. I thought you could be taught by someone you know, he explained. Hello, Doris, the woman in front of me smiled. She was my neighbour, Eileen, and lived just a few doors up from me. I told her I was starting, so I'm not sure if she'd suggested she should train me or whether the carder, the manager of that department, had asked her. But either way, it was a relief to know I was with someone nice and someone I already knew. I knew a couple of other girls from school were also starting that day as winders, but they were in a different part of the room from me. I'd seen them outside, and like me, they were excited, but unlike me, they hadn't been nosy and already gone into a mill for a snoop about, and I hadn't been put off by the horror stories. The only thing I'd heard was about a girl from school called Annie, who was hit in the eye by a metal claw, which snapped off the straps running the machinery. Now she had partial sight in one eye, and had had to leave the mill. But stories like that didn't put me off, for I knew accidents could happen in any walk of life, and as far as I was concerned, after losing my brother and dad, it seemed worse things happened outside the mill.
I stood beside my neighbour in front of this long frame. She explained that each winder works on about a third of it. I couldn't tell you how long each frame was, but it was a heck of a length. She told me to put the weft, thread, on a little spindle, wrap it around, fasten it through, and then I was to set it off until it ran out and keep putting new cones of thread on. So you had to stand there and keep watching for when it got full. Because of the noise, she had to shout and use her hands a bit. Suddenly it hit me how loud it must have been for Mum, as this was bad enough. I knew Mum had learned to lip-read in the weaving shed because that was essential, but she also did...